Hello, everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode seventy-six. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by M as usual. It's anime time. It's anime time. Yeah, we're here. We're back. We're watching anime. Uh, this time we watched Deno Coil, the two thousand and six uh, show. Oh, you mean Coil, a circle of children? Uh, yeah, it's also what it's called. Um, <laughs> directed by uh, Mitsuo Iso, um, written by Mitsuo Iso. <laughs> Uh, clearly his passion project long time star animator uh this is uh one of the things he's uh most famous for outside of his like key animator role and like animation lead um, the key animator on the anime sequence of Kill Bill volume one not really what he's known for i just no, think it's funny that's just one of the things he does i mean if you're quentin tarantino and you're like i need a fucking guy to get to do my anime yes. thing and give it cred you get him yes animated the oscar versus uh the mass production avas in end of eva animated the yeah, tank battle go. in ghost in the shell animated the you start of retire on that shit <laughs> you can retire on that shit yes um like actual animation superstar and uh yes this is uh one of his rare like directorial and screenwriting credits it's like, like this and he has directed orbital children that's it right uh yeah orbital children was like recently yeah um so yeah uh Apparently there was a film he was doing that was cancelled, but yes, he's mostly mostly animated, but this is his like full creatively done thing. Uh animated by Madhouse from 2007. Um music by uh Tsunyoshi Saito. Uh who's the character designs? I can't tell. Doesn't why well, don't they have that? Use Wikipedia, not the anime site. That's my fault every time. This happens every single thing. You'd think I'd realize this. Yeah. That's true. I'm just uh, gonna let you flounder. Anime need- Do you, are you looking at it? You fuck you. <laughs> no, I, I'm genuinely not looking at it. I, I didn't pull it up. I went uh, to see if there's anything interesting in Sunyoshi Saito's credits, and so not really. Uh, character design is Takeshi Honda. Okay. Um, who also did? Let's take a look at this Anime News Network page. Um, he did character design on the last two Eva movies. Okay. Like all uh, yeah, that makes sense to new me. New stuff that w- isn't just taken from Sadamoto. Sure. Uh, yes, he did character design in Millennium Actress. Man, Millennium Actress. Fuck, f- fuck Dan Coil. There's a movie. <laughs> That's one. Of those. I watched that recently. It really is that good. Millennium Actress masterpiece movie. Damn, love that one. Uh, but yes, no, we watched Dan Coil. What happens in Dan Coil? Uh, oh. 
So Dental Coil is takes place in the year 2026, and all of the kids have these cyber glasses that allow them to like interact with the world. Um, seemingly a lot of people have them, but it seems like kids are more apt to take them on. Um, you really don't see a ton of how much it has infiltrated like everyone's world. This is not a everyone's be on their phone kind of show, even though it clearly like could go that direction, which is probably for the best. Um, but um, the kids are mostly. Uh, the characters we follow are investigating mysterious beings that kind of emerge from uh, spa- like AR space that is out of date by like the version phase and mm-hmm. stuff just like arises out of it and they go and like just explore it and mess the weird creatures there as the local government tries to eradicate all of the spaces with these little robots that zap everything and sometimes it's good because alternate space is really threatening and sometimes it's really bad because you have like a pet cyber dog that came out of alternate space and he's really cute and these little machines want to kill him uh and everyone has a bunch of like summertime hijinks it's really like a nostalgic show about like kid gangs and i mean that in like a very loose sense right yes um and not necessarily about the cyber stuff this is not like show experiments lane or anything until at the very end it suddenly is and it's about like the two like the, the original researchers of the glasses technology and the company that owns the town who like suppressed their research and it turned out it was dangerous and have just been perpetuating it because they want to sell everyone the glasses and they got to like take down the company but at what cost you got to let these kids die because the glasses and the weird spaces can be dangerous and uh that stuff i don't really care about i'm gonna be very honest this is a weird show and that i think it's mostly pleasant but i was bored by a lot of its plot uh yes um that is kind of a top level summary of this there's a lot of there's too many moving parts there's way too much plot uh in this show the two yukos that's what's important yes there's there's uh, two yukos. neither of which are from nichijo <laughs> yasuko and uh, isako um, yes based on how like the characters they use in their names yes um and it is nominally about their relationship uh yeah. as the two point of view characters like uh yeah. yasuko is the main character and she's moved she is town. a nice girl that is her that is her whole personality she's quiet and responsible and nice and isako is like rude and kind of tomboyish and everyone thinks she's a witch because she knows how to hack stuff <laughs> yes uh and they're kind of like put at odds at the start of the series uh yes and as it continues it, it becomes about yasuko uh, trying to reach uh isako from her like generic anime oh i've embraced the digital hatred and i've gone into a fantasy world where i'm regressing the childhood uh thing that is common in, in, in this kind of media um, yeah and uh, she does and that's kind of the, the like bulk of the, like emotional through line um but i would say the real thing is that like uh this series has a lot of different kids uh that are all very nice i like all the kids uh and there's a period in the middle before the plot kicks off uh where they are just doing kid stuff and there's just cool episodic sad episodes about being in a weird cyber world um and i think that stuff is really good yes um i would yeah we'll probably we'll probably shout out specific episodes a little further in but um Mm -hmm. It's weird because, like, when I started when I started the show, like, I know this. The, this is maybe the problem. Someone is doing this. I know this was a much requested, beloved anime that people fucking love. So I was really like, the bar was high. Um, like, not even like I'm I'm looking to be disappointed. I was just going to this, like, oh, this one people really like. And I was mostly like, 
this is pleasant, but I think it's kind of like thin. I'm, mid is rude. I'm not going to say mid. It's not mid. I it's just think it's thin. I was like, this is really selling a sort of mixture of like emergent technologies and the way kids like engage with that wholeheartedly and create new cultures around it. Um, and not in like a black mirror way. Like I really want to emphasize that's not what this show is. If you, if you didn't watch it. Um, but through the lens of like nostalgic look at like seventies Japanese childhoods. Yeah. The thing that this reminded me of watching it was, uh, we played attack the Friday monsters on a normal mapping. Uh, which is a game about collecting toku satsu cards on like a Friday afternoon. Uh, and you're like rural Japanese town in the seventies while you wait for Ultraman to come on. And maybe those cards turn into real Kaiju. And like, that's the mystical element is like a kid's imagination of toku fights. Um, and that basically is exactly what Deno coil is about, but the to replace the toku fights with like emergent weird things from the internet. <laughs> yeah um it definitely reminded me of like uh pokemon and digimon in the sense of like both of those two things come out of this exact like nostalgia we're talking about like pokemon famously is about um the you know, bug hunting right like yes uh and digimon was also like meant to be set in the 60s at one point right like the digimon adventure specifically because when Konaka comes in he makes it actually about the real internet um yeah and there's a lineage of these kind of anime that i've seen of like oh it's a like you know it is nominally textually about the digital changing of new technology uh but it mostly uses that as like a framework uh to just put characters into uh 70s japan and like childhood adventures yeah um, um it's weird because like so much of er, like internet anime to me and like lane is a prime example is about the ways in which digital life increases and like redefines alienation but also a, a potential for redefining one's identity mm -hmm. and this is much more interested in the fact that kids have always had alienation by the fact of their kids just being a kid in the weird space of summer bouncing around other kids is alienation <laughs> yes um i was talking to a friend of the show crystal uh at arcane crystal on twitter um about this. I, I was mentioning that I was having these problems at the beginning of it. And Crystal's like, the thing that I've always thought of is the Deno Coils, like the show that everyone went to when they slightly aged out of Digimon that like lifts from the same ideas and is just slightly more melancholy and reflective. And that really like helped me crystallize the, the thing the show's doing, but also probably why I don't super vibe with most of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, in that, um, I think that it's the thing it's nostalgic for. I just don't have nostalgia for and i don't feel like it's worth having nostalgia for like on some level and this is not when i say this about like ava 3.1 plus 1 or 3.0 plus 1.0 i mean this in the most derogatory way but uh here i'm more neutral about it is i just don't have a japanese middle-aged guy's like vision of what nostalgia is <laughs> um like I, I abstractly agree with this but i also don't think any of what you're saying is true <laughs> what do you mean in the uh there are episodes that we really like that do all these things, and we still really like them. I don't think it's this the thing, thing that is the core. The of the things in the show. that I like in this show, are, on some level, are like X Files episodes, right? Like the two that I really vibe with could be in any framework of a show that is not necessarily wrapped around nostalgia of the thing that That's it's true. doing. Yeah. So the, um, the when, it's about, when it's about like when it's about Yasuko getting lost in like the the village and the shrine and it like gets pulling from uh, from Spirited Away like really heavily in that stuff mm -hmm. and it's all about like the mists of the old Japanese town versus the like crushing uh, like 
oppressive but soft power governmental overreach of like the 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 place they live the neighborhood that's constantly being patrolled by worthless robotic policemen i'm like this is just speaking to an experience i do not vibe with i just i it's not it's not mine and i don't feel it (laughs) that's true i just meant like the the episode with the dinosaur is just as much nostalgic about like hanging out and being a kid uh, sure, but that episode with the dinosaur could be like, like fucking Data builds his daughter, right? Like it's not that different. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, because the, the two episodes that I thought were like utterly fantastic, and I'm, I don't even mean like by the standard of the show. I mean genuinely great, no, like episodes full of anime. on best ep- like great episodes of anime. Uh, 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 the one with the beards <laughs> and the one with the dinosaur, which are back to back, by the way, just like two weeks. It's just so rude. Wait, it's, it's just so rude because <laughs> yeah. then you go back to the plot and you're like, I, just, I don't um, give a shit about who made the glasses and what the conspiracy <laughs> is. Go back to all the, a digital infection gave all the kids beards, but then a monster of the week. <laughs> listen to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the digital infection gave the kids beards, but then the infection grew on all their faces and became this uh, like simulacra of culture. Yeah, but the, yes, the beards are like illegal cyber beings, but microscopic that forms societies on all the kids faces that look like beards and they just start organizing based on like the kid that they are on they like take on their personalities um and that's great for yasuko because she's great and efficient and like becomes their benevolent god but also accidentally drives them first to start a nuclear war with the other faces it's wild it's so funny it's so good (laughs) yeah that's just a delightful episode because um the first bulk of the show is about the like gang war but you when gangs and like gangs of eight-year-olds right yes uh are over um what, what were they called specifically the just the little doohickeys that they have uh the kira bugs that um isako is getting uh because they're just the things that allow you to do things in the like ar world oh like the the meta bugs yeah the meta bugs um but like it's kind of about the conflict between who's going to get them and who's like where's the seat of power in the school uh, and then by the middle that kind of goes away because it's school like the school ends right it's the summer holidays and that entire structure of conflict they've been having is gone and they're just kind of hanging out uh and then a bunch of episodic stuff happens before the plot picks up again uh and that's absolutely the vibe of the show that i like the most when it's just like the characters all hanging out solving little mysteries like you say a monster every week a new monster every week yeah um i really liked it's like really early on the like the fight in the school Mm -hmm. where everyone is like trying to counter hack each other and they all play as like both like guns and magical spells at the same time that just has like an energy that uh like the the way the metaphors just play back and forth i think is just really good um and that's stuff that we when we watch like nichi joe like the, the way in which they just pull out a bazooka but like it, it's a cartoon bazooka nobody cares yes um, i think that's even here even though this is a much more grounded show i think that stuff really worked for me mm-hmm. yeah that is great uh, but then, but then, uh, Isako just kind of gets all of the like rowdy boys into her little gang. And I think like they all just don't really ev- evolve much as characters because of that. Yeah. I um, like the main guy. I like the big guy. Um, yeah. But they don't really like do much. Like Daichi's cool. Uh, and, you know, a- annoying guy, right? He's, he is that like class ca- clown type, right? Yes. Um, and, um, I think he's good at that job. But like, he kind of falls out the plot by the, the characters of the show focuses on, apart from the two Yukos, which are you know just the center of the show and are good. Uh, it just spends so much time in the back half, mostly with um, what's uh, Kenichi, uh, who's who's fine. He's totally fine, but he's kind of a nothing guy. He's just a nice boy. Um, 
and the older characters it's uh tamako uh and the brother and the conspiracy stuff and i'm like why the, uh, can we go back to the kids the kids that i like who i like am emotionally invested in uh there one of my my one of my favorite gags in this whole entire show is a tamako gag though because so tamako is like their government contact she's the one who's like consults on like she and uh with the uh like the administration she seemingly built the searchies who are like the big like wobble wobbly robots that go around zapping things and can command them and stuff um and she she rides around like uh a fucking milfy kaon teacher right yeah, she's like yes. in a black bodysuit and she's got glasses and she rides a motorcycle but um she, she we find out she's like 17 and in high school so later they visit her school and she's just there as a student dressed up in like her school uniform and everyone's like wait a second what <laughs> it like, is remember really i'm just a kid it's so because it like that's one of the things that i'm like um I, f- I feel like they want to slightly have their cake and eat it too because they do genuinely want her to be like the hot, the one hot milf character in the show. Yes, um, but, but they can't. But because she's she, when you're when you're ten, a fucking teenager seems like the most mature individual in the universe, right? So yes. that's the role they cast her in. But also, every once in a while, they pop the bubble and like, oh right, she's just a kid. Uh, yes, they um extremely are like, oh right, she's just a ridiculous. Uh, but like, she she's animated basically exactly like the teacher in Kaon. <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much. Yes, she actually yeah. really has that vibe. There's yes, but there are moments where I'm like, I don't know if you deployed the vibe correct. There's one moment where like, um, her brother is having this like emotional moment and it's depicted by him like bouncing into her tits. Oh yes, they <laughs> do like, do that. And I'm like, it's like, what I are mean, you doing? What's going? Like, I understand he is literally that high and hugging her. Like, I understand there's like a difficulty here in portraying this, but also I think you could have framed these shots better because you weren't well, trying to do like, this. So, sometimes this is like a truly low key, like melancholy anime, and then every once in a while it just breaks out like the anime trope box, and you're like, what? What? Why? Why did you do this? What's going on here? Yeah, because it's it's not a very um tropey show it's not like an otaku show right in the way yeah. uh that i would think of like yeah it's mostly about isako getting increasingly tired she's the only 10 year old bags under her eyes in the entire world <laughs> when they were so isako they'd been hanging out with a couple times and run into in the uh, like first couple episodes and when isako showed up at school and revealed she was the same age uh as yasuko i was like no way no way is she the same age as yasuko <laughs> no she's just uh sometimes you're a hard, hard nine <laughs> Yes, <laughs> they're eleven, I think, in the show. 11? But yes, okay. I mean, I couldn't tell why it's because they're in the last year of grade school before they go to middle the school. Wiki- the Wikipedia says they takes place in twenty twenty six, and both of them are born in twenty fifteen. So okay, that makes them all both eleven. Eleven, yeah, sure. Um, but yes, she is like it, she's just like one of those loner characters who's very tough and very quiet and very confident, and so she just seems old. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, if it wasn't a, a modern show, she would be smoking at 11. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She does have those vibes. <laughs> yes. Um, and she does, she does a thing early on that I thought was going to be like way more impactful uh, in that when like Yasuko comes up to her and is like, but I want to be friends because I want to be friends with everyone. Um, and it's a cut out to her and is like, were you bullied at your old school or were you a bully? You're like hiding something. You're hiding something and you are like pretending to be a like compliant person in order to make friends with people um and i was like oh is they gonna like examine yasuko's like past and whether she's being and no not really like that's set up for the fact that the uh isako can't trust people uh yes yasuko is actually played entirely straight as being nice the whole time which is fine i'm not like it's a not necessarily a problem but i do think like that level of 
you know, emotional character development stuff is things that I would like. I'd much rather have more. that than like weird cyber beings are stealing the kids' souls as like the last six episodes. Yes, I thought that was just going to be more back and forth between these two characters who are in like a traumatic situation and what it means. Yes. Um, because like when she goes in and goes to like save Isako at the end of the show uh, from the cyber world, it's a very generic ending. But the things that make those generic endings work is the investment in the characters, right? And I could see myself being far more moved by what happens there if there was more back and forth be- between the like characters and what they thought of each other, what they thought of themselves. Instead, the like changing states is much more like, oh, I didn't realize this person was actually my granddad and he was this person in here and oh, 4423 was actually uh, Isako the whole time. It's like just mystery beats. Um, and I yes. really, really wasn't invested in the mystery. No. There's a bit where you realize that literally like all of the adults in the show have all, were all like the developers of the secret other group that built the original cyber classes and everything. And they've been in a shadow war with the, 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 you know, the government slash corporation that owns the town. And I was just like booing. I'm like, I, I didn't like this in Digimon and Digimon at least was like about how all these people were stupid in this. They still think that this is like really important to hang their hat on. Yeah. Uh, the part where like episode 18 hits, um, and they're trying to open a, one of the other spaces to get to Kanan's place. place. Uh, and suddenly, like, every plot point is um, accompanied by about three paragraphs of a character explaining, oh, the original developers hadn't conceived this, and this is why this happened. I'm like, I don't I don't need the full Evangelion fucking, oh, the, the door of the bling is opening the, the, that is connected to the this thing, the, the server, or whatever. It's just a lot of techno babble. Yes. Um, and when it's not techno babble, like the bit where um Yasuko has like the like credentials of the doctor who saved her when she was a kid, right? Yes. Um and so gets to go through the pat like the big keyhole that the weird like shadow guy is guarding. But like that stuff just visually is lifting from uh from Spirited Away in such a way that I'm like this doesn't just doesn't work for me as like what like what you're building out of here. Like it just feels it feels tropey in the storytelling and the visual stuff, which I think has all been relatively good, just ends up feeling like it's just lifting from its betters. Um, and I'm like, you've just lessened your own work here, like across the board to me in this moment. I was expecting more specificity about like the illegals. Yeah, um, I was expecting the mystery to go like. Even the- at the end, they're like, "Who are the illegals? We don't really know. I guess we're gonna keep investigating." As like their stinger at the very end of the show, <laughs> right? I was like, I thought the, I genuinely thought the entire time the plot was building up to the illegals are built out of the information that was left by people like people that are dead, right? They're like the people that are dead leave information on the internet. This information now gains its own. Have you watched any other show about the internet ever? I'm just what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, normal stuff. Um, but like that provides an emotional hook for like why they matter and why they're not just like viruses you're dealing with um, yes and it like links i still think it's basically what's true because they're all like sad remnants of things that were here before uh like it's still playing in those thematic areas it just doesn't like center that in the emotional context of the end of the show um, yeah instead there's like a big like bombed out village flight thing like a dog fight but that i'm like you're lifting this is this is in Howl's Moving castle i've seen this before that came out three years ago <laughs> knock it off uh yeah i mean yes you you are correct about this like it's a very ghibli core show but like this guy worked at ghibli 
I know, but if you're making your original work and you have you there's stuff to work with, the characters are interesting. You've set up like these kids all have these like magical powers with their hacking versus like the encroaching normalcy of the robots who just make everything pleasant and uneventful. Yes. And like why then do you abandon all that for the last 8 episodes? Uh yeah, I I don't understand the last the, the like conspiracy turn. Um especially as it like the way it sets up and knocks down these plots at the end, any of them feel like they could have been the final plot. Like, oh, this was about stopping this person from getting lost in the space, or it was about saving Kyoko in the house. Uh, they just kind of like happen yeah. one after another. Uh, and I think a much, I, I think it would just be better if these were more episodic and less interconnected. I think the interconnected yeah, history I just, drives it I mean, down. Even, even though knowing that every anime has to eventually, the last t- four to ten episodes are going to be some dog shit plot you don't care about. Um... I just assumed it was going to be Megaba and the kids all form a united front and get Tamako to join them to establish like a neighborhood edict of what will be allowed beyond the scope of what the corporation wants. Right. Yeah. It, and that's its own pat thing. But like it, it comes out of it emerges from the characters that we already established and like is allows them all space to like shine in the things they do. Um, and it's just not that that's not what the ending is at all. It just turns into something else for a while. Um, yeah. I mean that, that, that the, the main villain. The main villain is a is a, a older kid, I guess a, a guy sitting in a car trying to murder your protagonist. Just as like a and there's a bit where like literally he says, oh, he's sitting with his like younger brother. It's like, oh, you need to save her. He's like, yes, I'll save her. And then he starts trying to murder her, and the kid turns to us like, you're trying to murder. He's like, yes, I'm willing to murder anyone to get back at the co- corporation. And then five minutes later, it's all buried, and no one talks about it again. And that's it. Like this is your this is your like climax of tension for the characters why yeah i do think the show has a weird tonal problem in that like at the start i couldn't tell like what level of tension is the show going for because they could just take off their glasses right and none of this matters um yeah and eventually the show is like the line on that blurs a little um yeah but it does want to be in this zone where like the kids aren't in that much danger but there's also like they're not like complete it's not until the end where people are literally trying to murder the kids (laughs) yes until the end where there's one guy who's not who's not actually a villain and mostly goes back to being fine after this he's incidentally trying to murder the kids because he's doing another thing with the space for unrelated revenge plot that the kids don't know about he's got to take down the corporation which he does not succeed in doing um yeah i mean my, my issue was less like like you are correct that i would have preferred a different plot but my issue was much more like there are moments in those last few episodes that would just hit better with it like the episode where kyoko uh gets taken by the illegals into space and they can't like bring her back to her body um mm. would be totally fine i like kyoko i like that family i think that like i like the idea of it's a digital haunted house i think it's good imagery i think the episode has a lot of yeah. stuff going on but it's too busy feeding into the wider mystery to actually like center that as its actual climax yes um and there's just a lot of ideas like that that like get subsumed uh when they're in the later half to uh i mean i think we have the same complaint yes just picking different things to care about here i just think yes your your final plot should emerge from the character investment you've already created and i just don't think it does that that's true yes yeah it's it's weird it's it's a shame but that dinosaur episode and uh, the one with the beards fucking fantastic yeah, they're truly great. So, Up there with uh, Leomon in like great <laughs> television episodes about kids and their weird pets. Uh, I mean the the <laughs> the dinosaur episode is literally just a Digimon episode, like straight yes, up. Yes, it truly is just a Digimon episode, and much like Digimon's best episodes, just like you know it's going to end badly, and you're on the ride and you're invested anyway, and when it ends badly, you're like this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> 
where like they roast Yasuko for crying about the dinosaur. Yes, uh, it's really fun. And there's also a bit later on um, where her dog dies. Yes, uh, and she I cr- love I love the scene where she's like, "I'm not sad, actually." And she starts going like, "Oh, it's actually just data." And I'm like, "You were, do you not remember what the dinosaur that you were crying about ten episodes ago? You know, at least the good thing about that scene was at least everyone involved wasn't like taking it. It wasn't like, oh, do we uh, is data real? They've literally lived in a world where obviously the you know, data's been alive the entire time. The thing, the thing that's seen is she, so she's she's just like, I'm going to be strong. I'm an adult now. I've been through the television show. I'm not sad about this dog. This dog wasn't even real. Um, and then she hears a dog barking and immediately like runs to the fence, being like, oh, he's back, and realizes just like a random dog being like a real dog being walked and then realizes like her reaction betrayed her and breaks down and that's the thing that's good yeah that seems really good and when it's that stuff i'm like man this show fucking hits i see why people love it um unfortunately that's a not the entire show and it decreasingly is the show by volume as it goes yeah, that's kind of where I was as well. Uh, at no point do I think it's bad. I think it's like very well made. No, no, show. no. I just, I just the, the the whole like back quarter or whatever just didn't work for me. I, like I was watching it, and I was like, yeah, like stuff's happening, but I'm just I'm not here for any of it. Uh, yeah, all the internet stuff is you know done better in like Lane because uh, it's not it's not really it's a show about internet. Digimon. <laughs> it's done better in Digimon, yes, and all the like gestures to the the tragic. Uh, like a kid's stories in the temples is is like just pulling from Ghibli so directly, yeah. Um, that I'm like, it just feels a little too in the shadow of things. Yes. Um, which like you know, it's better than like your name, which also oh, yeah. is inspired by a lot of the same shit, right? <laughs> this clears your name. This is absolutely yes. level. Like I'm complaining about it because there are moments where I see it being like absolutely fantastic. Yes. Um, and in those episodes, I'm like, I can be harder on the rest of it because I see. Uh, how good it is whereas like your name i just feels like why is this emptiest shallowest thing in the world the most popular anime what happened here what is going on yes um which is definitely not what this is this is just a, a a nice good show uh that i occasionally thought was brilliant uh yeah i just was because i was like set up to be like oh this is one i know everyone loves um I was kind of disappointed and i'm i feel like i'm going to disappoint people by my reaction being so disappointed uh, that's just the way it goes. I mean, sometimes we cover a popular yeah, thing. Yeah, I just, just hate it when it's that way. Like, you know, I like to watch bangers. Like, when we when we were down, when Seed was kicking our ass, yes. no one was like, oh, I can't believe they hate Seed. <laughs> were, but not to us. Yeah, but like, no one, people are going to go into this being like, oh, Dental Club is one of my favorite shows. We're going to be like, yeah, you know, it had moments, but like, I feel kind of like, eh, about the whole thing. Um, in a way that, I don't know if it's just like I've seen too many of this type of show. Um, this one in particular just reminds me of things I like a little more, even if they're more uneven. Um, I just feel I feel bad. Like I feel like uh, not guilty, but like adjacent to guilty. Well, it's not even like the um, you know take take another actual hater episode, right? Like it's Gurnagan or um, Michelle Tensei, where we're like drilling into this thing that is an object that represents something. Where like when I hate going to gun and some level that is a compliment because uh i'm deeply engaged with its ideas right the thing i'm much I, more like fucker in the gun i don't even think about it okay so. sure but you know what i mean that episode yeah. is a uh you know we drill down into the core of the thing and we uh say what we think about it um, but i think that, that that level of engagement is even negatively uh its own kind of like compliment that this kind of like yeah it was fine <laughs> just feels so mean <laughs> even yeah even though I, I genuinely like the show mostly uh you know solid three-star show 
Yeah, I was uh, talking to you before you got. I'm like, really hope you like it because I'm gonna feel I'm gonna have nothing to talk about if you don't love it, and I can be a bit of a like a detractor. Um, and you ended up kind of in the same place I am. So I lo- I, I adored the exact same. We literally had, you yes. hadn't mentioned the beard thing to me. You hadn't mentioned any yeah. of that. You didn't prime me for it. And I was like, man, there's a couple no. episodes here that are truly bangers. Sometimes we're the same fucking person, and it's annoying. Yeah. I think anyone watching the show would point to those episodes and go like, man, there's really something here. They're fantastic episodes of television. That's true. I do I do assume that the beard episode is specifically shout out the stronger S1. Yeah. Um, though I did went to my anime list and got to someone saying, I almost dropped this series halfway through, but I'm glad I didn't, which is not... <laughs> Man, <laughs> I go the other way. We're like, man, just watch the middle of the show and then forget the rest. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I feel like this is a common stance for us, even if it's not a common stance in anime in general. We, we also like the middle stretch of Evangelion the most, and no one does that. Yeah, I mean, this is... Like this is the um the Trigun thing too and yes. and uh oh, yes, Bebop. I really like when a show is like just doing cool stories and I really hate when like other characters show up to ruin your fun to like make the plot happen. It's not always true. There are times where I really like the main plot in an anime, but mostly I do like when there's a new episode every week and it's the characters I like. Yes. Um just kind of oh i also really like the fish episode the fish episode is like visually arresting in a way that like really fucking goes for something i think it's really neat uh that one's great man (laughs) that's also right before the beard episode like (laughs) episodes 11 through 13 of dental coil some of the greatest anime you could watch yeah i mean the bit where they all stop going to school and stop caring about the plot and just like have weird cyber disasters happen that they have to deal with uh is great um and uh man the fish one's great yeah daichi just like letting loose an evil fish on the city yeah it's like floating which is like full of like yeah it's it's floating through these big cubes of cyber water uh so most of the adults just can't even see it because they don't have glasses on it's really good uh yeah the i was also curious about like what the level of like integration with the city the, the glasses were at um because I, I couldn't, and the, the rest of the show actually made it more confusing, because I couldn't tell if the glasses were just a thing all the kids were into that the adults weren't really thinking about, because it's occasionally played as like, this is the children's secret game, right? Which is a yes. classic, just trope of, not even anime, but like stories in general. Um, but it's also like this infrastructural thing that is core to this new corporation and this city is like ground zero for it. And I'm like, yes. The things it does are too all-encompassing for it to not for all the adults to not wear it because it's a bit where like um, Yasuko's uh, mum is like, just take it off and we'll just get you a phone. You can just use the internet like normal people. Um, and I was like, but like, this show's not interested in actually talking about the material realities of the internet, nor do no, I necessarily no, no. want it to be. But occasionally, it just brushes up against that too much, and I have to start asking like. But, like, if this thing was important, then people would be wearing it for work and to, like, get around town. Like, is it integrated it's into weird. society or not? Because, like, the, the metaphor it's playing with to me is, like, in the in the 90s, like, adults would go to work and use computers, right? Yes. But they weren't online. The kids were online because they, they, had, the, they had technology, but they didn't have a purpose to use it for. So it just became a playground to experiment and explore, and then they connected with each other. Um, 
But like adults would just use a computer all day and then go home and not be not think about it and not think about the connections. They weren't even making connections. Right. Um, whereas a kid would not do any work on a computer, but make infinite connections and create their own worlds and spaces for play. Um, and that's not 100 percent everybody. Right. Like this is a disposition as much as age. But I think that's like where the show is sitting. Right. It just the metaphor is imperfect because of it being an AR thing that everyone wears. Yeah. I mean, that that is that is like how I experienced the computer first, because like, yeah. I'm I'm young. So I get on the computer and I'm not thinking about what to do with it. It's just a box that I press and things happen. My experience yeah. with the internet builds out of that. Whereas like anyone who's older, when the computer comes in, they know the tasks that it could do and are trying to use it for those tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a different approach to technology, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yes, I do. Because I occasionally see this be like, oh, it's like a super prescient show about how it's depicting technology. And I think that's like um, just completely wrong in a way that I often get annoyed with like prescient as a term that is thrown to. Because first of all, sci-fi is not generally looking forward that's not really what sci-fi does. Yeah, I mean, it's speaking, it's speaking to a, a universal childhood experience, but also a, the technological experience of the last ten years. Uh, but kid, like, kids were kids were on their cell phones in Japan in the aughts. In fact, infamously, Japan was so much faster about everyone getting a cell phone and, and connecting through it than America was. Yeah, but also like the things the technology is enabling kids to do, and the ways it is depicting them, are just not things that technology does or like. What it's like? What if the the your phone was the thing that got you to run around back alleys, right? Like it is like the the technology is enabling and not just that enhancing the like modes of being a childhood uh, from like that are, that are gone, right? It's like if, what if the internet turned the American version would be what if the internet like you went into Stand by Me for some reason? Um, sure, but I, like I can I can easily see the metaphor where um like getting into fucking like. Homestuck role play is not that different from running around the back alleys of Japan. No, but I just mean like aesthetically, it is a technology that is like allowing modern kids to experience the past more than it is uh, like. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's the uh, focus of people writing an anime. I don't. The show's not about that, right? No, I just don't think it is. But I was thinking about like when le- it's about similar things. It is about like the ways in which identity changes when you get the computer. The ways in which like dead people interact with. Uh, like this new world uh, yes. it is doing basically the same thing that Lane is on some level. Uh, whereas yes. like the wired, the relationship between the wired and the real in, in Lane is just so radically different to Denocoil, despite being, yes. I mean, that one feels earlier. much more informed by how people actually lived online. Yes. Right. Yes. Which is not, not the case of Denocoil, which to be fair, I would, it, the, the, the way the things Lane are about would not work for Denocoil. <laughs> no, it's just a weird, it's just like, I often see these, this isn't even necessarily a criticism. I feel like I've been coming off negative the last couple of minutes, but I'm not even like criticizing. It's more a categorization thing. Is I see yeah. this like it's in a list of like this is in the lane core anime list on on Mal or whatever, and I just yeah. see it as so radically different that I'm like that no. Other than being about digital things, not like no. The the, the main thing for me that I think about here, and this like I have no point. I'm just this <laughs> was came to mind. Um, lane. There's a there's a multiple bits in lane where she goes to like a club, like a fucking club, yes, like full on everyone at the club, and because she's known online, um, and online strips you of the signifiers of identity as a person, everyone accepts that this like 
teenage girl, this child is at this club and is a person of like prestige and power and no one questions it. And to me, that is a very specific online reality, a thing that is true and like dangerous about someone who is a kid online. This is a true dangerous function of online. Um, but also sometimes online is you and a generation of 12 year olds are really into fucking Neopets or Club Penguin and people who are older than you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. And that's what Deno Coil is. That's true. That is exactly what they're doing here. Cause I mean, that's what they're like. Uh, Metabugs thing, like literally, yes. right? like it is yeah. a kids game facilitated by the technology that has no material power outside of these twelve-year-olds, eleven-year-olds. Yeah, um, but they're like ready to fight and die about it sometimes. When when the surgeries come at them, they're like, "This is this is the end of the world." Uh, <laughs> yes. If we don't make this shrine, we're over. Um, yeah, and obviously that's not true. It's just a kids game. Uh, like I said, un- until the kids start dying. Yeah, uh, and, but like. Unless you're Yasuko and uh, Kenichi and are involved in the conspiracy stuff, like Daichi never, Daichi's just playing a kids game the entire series, episode one to twenty six. He is just yeah. mostly taking L's in this game he plays. Yes, um, and I mean that's like kind of the the thing about when people say something is really prescient about the internet. Um, the internet was was never and has never been a monolith. Mm-hmm. about ex- of experience That's every like depending on who you are what kind of access you had your age um and who you interacted with and where you went your experiences are radically different online um which is why it's good there is a spectrum of experiences my experience online was much more lane-esque than deno esque much to my chagrin and like therapy pills <laughs> um <laughs> but like i know people whose experience was the deno coil stuff and like the, the one does not negate the other right no, they exist no. side by side um, no, 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 not even no, like that's, that part's fine. Yeah, I mean, like aesthetically, I think uh, this show looks really good. Like it is a yeah. yeah. I, it's kind of it's kind of brown. It's like extremely of the era in terms of like its color uh, palette in a way that I think is like kind of a downer. I was just like, I'm like, this is like really cartoony. I really like the character design. I think everyone expresses really well. But like, it's such a mute, deliberately muted color palette that I ended up like, I was like, I was just like went a little harder on like color basically i mean yes i would also like it more if it was made a decade before uh and wasn't like did you not even a decade before but i think of like um uh what's the oh why can't i think of the name the the beach house we watched with the the girl with the big hammer that fucking show the really sick one i own this on blu-ray how do i not remember the name of it um fuck shit the one the, yeah no that one what what uh because of the k right uh, Kosugi- Kyosugiga, Kos- yes. Kyosugiga, yes. Kyosugiga is a modern-ass show, but it's colorful as fuck, right? That's true. I mean, you, you already said, like, said you reminded a lot of... Um, uh, eccentric Family eccentric watching family. this. I don't even really know why. Just, it put me in mind, I was like, Eccentric Family is really good. It, in the sense of, that was another show that was kind of low-key about people interacting and bouncing around in a... a kind of mystical i mean in that one deliberately mystical and like actually mystical but like kind of this weird space between the mundane world and the the fantasy world um but that is also a much more colorful vibrant show to me than this was yes and i I like it more in part because of that i am not immune to it i like it when anime has a lot of colors uh i feel like this is much more similar to like paranoia agent which is like a couple years before uh yes it's also madhouse yeah. Um, obviously, you know, that's concert, like has a slightly different aesthetic. Um, but I, I feel like muted color palette wise, it's pretty similar. Um, yeah. Or like Haibani Renmei, also a really muted show. Yeah, but Haibani Renmei is like more muted. Haibani Renmei yes. is like taking yes. you to, um, you get to. Or like Kino's, Kino's Journey. Journey. Kino's Journey also yes. really muted. Yes. Uh, 
Man, Kino's Journey, that's a fucking television show. I don't like it nearly as much as you. I liked it, but not. I know that you and other people are just like, all what if Kino's Journey. Kino came to town and there were a bunch of kids wearing I'm glasses? Not saying, I'm not, don't act offensive like I said Kino's Journey's bad. I did not say that. I do not mean that. I'm just <laughs> saying I don't love it like everyone else does. I was just, I was just saying that, like, this is... Ex- Aside from the, like, modern context of there's too much just, like, normal world stuff going on, the, like, oh, we, we came to this school and there was a bunch of people wearing glasses having a little game and, uh, like, hides the souls of children, but only, like, lightly. That's an extremely Kino's Journey town. Yeah. Uh, also, there could absolutely be an episode where uh, Kion and Haruhi show up in Deno Coil, which would also be really great. <laughs> Man, there's a cross up first for the century. I would love yes. uh, Kino and uh, Haruhi to be in the same place at once. God, that'd be a nightmare. That's how that that's a world in which Haruhi gets shot, basically. Oh, only because uh, her there's no way Kino doesn't pull out a gun and shoots Haruhi, and Haruhi deserves it. <laughs> there's like a Nagasa in the background, like I think the bullet has a 33% chance of missing all internal organs. Yes, man. Uh, that was that was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was totally fine. I'm sorry to be rude to Denicoil. We we still mostly like. We don't even being rude to Denicoil. Yeah, I mostly like enjoyed it. I just uh, I feel bad when it's. I know one that people absolutely adore, um, and just didn't hit for me. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Uh, we've watched many many worse shows. Oh, that's for damn sure. Uh, if this if this was what mid anime was like normally, then I would love. Then like anime would be the greatest form ever. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, <laughs> there's so many different levels. Uh-huh. And I do think our uh, lens is a little skewed by the fact that we just watch classic shows. Yes. Um, we're not watching Seven is Sky. Also, season. I'm really like, I'm specifically interested in the things this show is speaking to, but I'm like too old for the de- demographic the show is aimed at. Like, mm-hmm. I, I recognize that is true in my life. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that it's kids also. Like, Anime yes. is always about kids in that it is usually there are teenagers and it is aimed at them. Uh, this isn't that. This isn't like the the show happens to take place with, you know, people that go to school. It is actually about childhood in a way that I'm like, oh, sometimes anime just has child characters as a matter of course, just because mm-hmm. it's the thing that anime does and how it is produced. Uh, this is like genuinely actually interested in what it's like to be 11. Yeah. Um, which is that it kind of sucks. Yes. Uh because I remember, uh, I, I don't know what age I was, but I do remember just like this kind of thing, this kind of shitty, like hanging out, specifically talking to friends about things you haven't really done, but you definitely went to like the dangerous like bit behind those houses next to the train tracks. We well, didn't, you didn't really do that. Nothing happened. <laughs> I was already online at this point and I was not talking to anyone of my age, basically. <laughs> um, by 11? Yeah. Got the internet around 10, 11. Right yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. I guess I'm thinking more of like, I'm thinking like year three, so I must be like eight then. Yeah. Because um, like 11, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in high school, so. Yeah. Got, got the got- internet around 11. Uh, literally a year or two later, I discover Final Fantasy and it's all over for me. Fuck, I wish I discovered Final Fantasy in high school. I'd be so, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be doing this, but I would be happier. So I was spending my summers in the basement playing Final Fantasy 7 and 8 and 9. You know, no time to hang out about the tank. No, there's no train tracks around me. I lived in su- the suburbs. I still live in the suburbs. I mean, I lived in the suburbs. There were train tracks because it was London. <laughs> we had trains. Yeah. 
different different suburb different experience suburbs. in America. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, God, I guess I got the internet in two thousand and it must it must have been two thousand and two because I remember slowly downloading the Spider Man two trailer. So oh that, wait, that's two thousand and four, right? So it must be two thousand three, two thousand four. Uh, I I don't I don't know. Also, my dad had to have still been. I think I was my dad in high was school there. in those years. I I can't help you. <laughs> Remembering the signifiers, I remember childhood for like, a lot of things happened. Anyway, I think there might be an episode. Yeah. Um, I was going to say thanks, but no one gave this to us. We, You gave this to us. You picked it. Yeah, I picked <laughs> thanks, it. Thanks, Jackson. I thought it was going to be a good show. And, you know, it was fine. It wasn't a bad show. <laughs> <laughs> We're so apologetic. So we so don't sorry. know how to handle kind of feeling blah about a show. Oh, um, feeling nonplussed. No, shut up. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, next uh, next episode, we are going to have special guest Dealacine on to talk about Demon City Shinjuku. That is in fact the 1988 OVA. What? They will be doing that in a month's time. But next episode, I'll be back in a week. Oh, right! I forgot you had a thing. You want to talk about this? Yeah, I'm I'm just announcing it because you know they're not secret episodes. Um, But like, uh, so the strike happened, affecting our blockbusters coverage. M's doing. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, let's play at the $5 tier uh, for everyone, and everyone seems to be enjoying that. Uh, I was like, well, I need to do my own thing here. Uh, so I'm just, I'm not doing a new product, I'm just doing more bonus episodes of Beach House and maybe of More Mapping uh, the M will not be on, so I'm doing some yes. guest episodes. These will, these will not be at the $5 tier, because they're guest episodes, that'd be rude. Uh, so these will just be new episodes for everyone to enjoy. Which means the next week... Or a couple weeks, I don't actually know when it's coming out, but I'll be watching it next week, so I've got a, a week to watch all 26 episodes. I'll be watching Valvrave the Liberator from 2013 or whatever it was, 2016 maybe? I don't know. Um, classic bad mech show uh, with Luke again. There was, a, there, was a, there was a bit here where you were like, you sure you, here's what I want you to know. I was like, I've never even heard of this show. Um, what? I've never heard of the show before I realized, before I knew you were watching it. Valvrave? Yeah. It has come up in the Discord before. It comes up in the same way. A lot of anime comes up in the Discord. That doesn't mean I log it in my brain as a thing that exists. Well, me and Luke, who watched Cross Ange a while ago, are coming back for round two. (laughs) We're going to be watching Valbrave. It is of that ilk. I hope it is more similar to Cross Ange and less similar to Guilty Crown, which did completely stall me out on watching bad anime. Like, because I was like, oh, I'll go back and watch them for myself and maybe I'll find something valuable in them. Um, and then I watch. You could just watch good anime without me. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sad about it. You know, I have other episodes lined up. They are not all bad anime. (laughs) Okay, Okay, good. I asked you about another show that was a good show. (laughs) That one's coming out. Oh, I forgot what that one was. Oh, I remember that one. Yes. Yeah. Good ass show that is also well liked, which I I don't know if I'll like it, but that is not the same thing as going and jumping around at the trash that we're doing next week. Yes. Uh, so look forward to those. Um, That'll continue for the next few months uh, while the strike's going on. Uh, I assume to around January, given uh, just the conditions and <laughs> seeing how things look. It seems like it's going to go on for a while. Uh, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, just letting everyone know. And then we're doing that episode with Dia. Yeah. That's just normal beach house. Yeah. We will still have a beach house a month uh, with me and M. Yeah. Because the way this went was that Dia was like, oh, if you're doing bonus episodes, you can do this. And I was like, no, I can't say yes to that because M will be furious if they found out that while having to watch some random anime, uh, I was without them watching an 80 minute OVA from the 80s. Yeah. That's the shit I'm, you want. I'm much more likely to like than you are. Let's yes, be exactly. <laughs> I imagine I'll be kind of quiet and be like, yeah, it's okay. So we'll see. But yeah. 
Uh, you can find me at Headfalls Off on uh, Twitter and Blue Sky and co-host Situation in the Air every week, as always. Uh, but that's where I am in various places. Uh, and you can find the podcast we do at abnormalmapping.com. You can find me on Twitter at em underscore bing. Uh, other permutations of that on other websites. I'm out there. I'm posted. Uh, if you would like to support us in the work we do, you can go to patreon.com slash mapping For $1 a month, you get the Great Gundam Project. Right now we're watching Zeta, a new translation. Uh, some really fascinating disasters of films created i literally like the first one and i have no idea what i think about the second one i think it kind of i think it's bad but i kind of like it in its badness well i i don't know we'll have to discover how we feel tomorrow when we record about it um and uh for five dollars you get me playing fantasy tactics you get the backlog of uh blockbusters which is about movies so on a hiatus but a lot of good episodes of that for ten dollars you get voip life where we talk about random bullshit we recently had a friend nora on to talk about street fighter uh, if you want to hear Jackson say some unhinged things about the Street Fighter roster, check out that episode of Vape Life. We're about to record another one right now about um, a friend of the show and uh, community member Ancient Mecca made a big sorter of handhelds that we're going to compare our favorite handhelds. And uh, there's some other stupid shit that's going to happen in that episode. It'll be good. Um, yeah, there, there's an episode of, um, I think it's pretty good, one of the John Boys videos where he's talking about some... Uh, I think it's the Kudo Sung one where he uh, hits a home run and no one expected it. Um, where he like blacks out the video uh, and just like li- listens to the announcer saying, "Oh, he's never gonna do anything with this this pitch," uh, and is like, "You hear that? That guy was proven wrong. Uh, his prediction was so wrong he was proven wrong before he even finished saying it." Uh, and that is kind of how I think of what I was talking about with Street Fighter last time. <laughs> 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 as between the episode being recorded and coming out as maybe some stuff went down globally as regards to blanker players i don't know <laughs> it was perfect it was so good <laughs> couldn't couldn't script that shit no no you could not anyway thanks for listening everyone uh so i was like defensive about this episode <laughs> yeah well hope you enjoyed we'll be back uh jacks will be back we'll be back so it goes the end goodbye people are going to be so excited for Valbrave その